The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. So we are in the midst of a series called Vocatio, and uh, Vocatio is Latin for calling. And so what we're doing is we're exploring what does it look like to respond to God's call in the different spheres of your life. And so last week we looked at what does it look like to respond to God's call as you work, as you go about your your nine-to-five daily grind, what does that look like? And uh, today we're going to look at what does it look like to respond to God's call in your parenting, in your parenting. And just a a quick reminder, I mentioned this last week, but kind of with the specificity of each of these topics, there may be a week where like it doesn't relate to you. For example, if you don't have kids, it's going to be an awkward message for you. Uh, But I want to remind you like we're community, right? And so there's going to be days where, where we come together and we say, you know what, that, that message wasn't maybe for me, but it was for, for Jim Bob over here. And so I'm over here to support him, and, and I'm glad that, that he got to hear from God's word today. All right, so we're a community that supports one another. Does that make sense? We good? Awesome. Um, and that being said, though, next week is going to be a message in which we sort of unpack a, a broader topic that applies to everybody uh, It's going to be God's call as a leader, what it looks like for God to to call you as a leader. And uh, one of our, part of our vision as a church is to multiply leaders, that we're in the business of multiplication. We believe in multiplying churches. We believe in multiplying followers. We know that if we're going to multiply followers of Jesus and if we're going to multiply churches, we have to multiply leaders. And so that's that's a big part of our vision. And fortunately... um, my good friend and mentor, uh, Pastor Pete Mueller, who's the pastor down at Axe Church Lakeway, is a sage in the world of leadership. And so he's going to be here next Sunday to, to kind of share with you uh, God's call in leadership. And uh, that's really an area of expertise for him, and you don't want to miss it. It's going to be great. And I will be down at Axe Church Lakeway uh, talking about something I'm an expert in. Uh, so our brothers and sisters at Axe Church Lakeway will hear about why the Green Bay Packers are the greatest sports franchise in the history of the world. Um, so... I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a very uh, moving, moving sermon. Uh, but today, we're going to talk about parenting. We're going to talk about parenting. And uh, it's like, so I'm a dad now, right? And, and I learned, once I became a father, that like, this is such a difficult subject to talk about, right? Because like, everybody has an opinion on it. Everybody has an opinion. Like, even people that aren't parents, that aren't parents have opinions on it. So I was uh, in my office, uh, Roaster's Coffee, and... Um, Went away and I went and talked to one of the baristas there. He's a friend of mine now, Corey. And she's like in her young 20s, probably 2021. 20, and she doesn't have any kids yet. And she said, so hey, you know, what's, what's your message for this weekend? What are you working on? And I said, well, it's on parenting. And I was like, Corey, I got to tell you, this is like, this is super hard. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I've been a dad for a year and a half. I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, what, what do I say? And she's like, are you kidding me? It'd be like the easiest message in the world. She's like, I'll do it for you. I was like, all right, fine. Fine, Corey. Like, what are you going to say? She goes, easy. Get up there, you say, don't drop them, <laughs> feed them once in a while, and you're all set. And she goes, so how much are you going to pay me for covering for you? Uh, and so with, with um, amazing advice like that, it's, it's kind of a shock I don't have her filling in for me this morning. Uh, but it is tricky, right? Like, like raising kids is, is hard and messy and it's not easy. And so this morning, just so you know, this isn't going to be like the five perfect rules for how you're going to end up raising perfect children. And it's not going to be like, hey, if you do these things, all of a sudden everything's going to work out. It's just not that simple. What we're going to do this morning is ask one question, and that is, what is God's call for you as a parent? What is God's call for you as a parent? And uh, I've tried to uh, summarize all that the Bible says about being a parent into this one statement. And I say this, the vocation of a parent is a sacred call to raise a child in the wisdom, fear, 
knowledge, and grace of the Lord. Vocation, once again, means calling, okay? So the, the vocation or calling of a parent is the sacred call to raise a child in the wisdom, fear, knowledge, and grace of the Lord. And I realize, like, I say that, and some of you say, like, okay, pastor, you know, like, wisdom of the Lord, knowledge of the Lord, like, that's good, that's good for you, okay? I'm glad you think that's a good idea. But, like, for us, that's just, that's crazy. Like, I just, I just want my kids to grow up and be happy, that's what I want. I want my kids to grow up and be happy. Is that not like the American dream for parenting, right? We just want to grow up and have happy kids. And I get that, right? Like, I want my son, I want Titus to be happy. But if that's all I want for him, if that's my only vision for him, that is woefully insufficient. Woefully insufficient and, in fact, a little shallow. Right? Because if he grows up and what makes him happy is kicking puppies... It's an issue, right? Like, that's not a good thing. No, I hope he's happy, right? But more than anything, I hope he's a person of character. I hope he's a person that's happy for the right reasons. I hope he's a person that does the right things for the right reasons. Like, I want him to, to navigate life well and, and to work hard and to be selfless and, and to be brave, there's so much more to this life than, than the pursuit of happiness. And so there's so much more to your call as a parent than to just raise happy kids. It goes much, much deeper than that. Much deeper than that. Okay? So how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we raise our kids in the wisdom, fear, knowledge, and grace of the Lord? Well, our text for today, the book of Proverbs, helps unpack that. Uh, and so as we dig into that text, we need to understand that, that Proverbs is a, a unique book. And uh, it's a book that's part of a genre of literature called wisdom literature. And uh, this particular book was written by King Solomon, who was a uh, king of Israel from about 970 to 931 uh, BC. And the way the book is written is it, it's a father passing on wisdom to his child. It's a father passing on. So it's this entire book filled with wisdom. It's, you know, this is how you uh, navigate sexuality. This is how you navigate your work ethic. This is how you navigate how you deal with money. It's, it's all these different pieces of advice on how to live well into this world. And in fact, in the Jewish tradition, when uh, boys would turn 13, 14, 15, they would actually teach them this book. That as these guys started to engage the world um, on their own, as they started to think their own thoughts and head out to navigate life, this was the book that was meant to be a tool for them to help them live wise into the world. And so with that in mind, look with me at our first few verses for today. Starting at verse 2, it says this, To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. And so in the first few verses of this text, we see that the, the author Solomon here is, is teaching us something. And he's teaching it to us four times. He uses sort of a, a pedagogical principle of repetition. He says basically the same thing four times, but slightly different each time. Right? He says, this book, it's about knowing wisdom. Verse 2. Right? Verse 3, it's about wise dealing. Verse 4, it's about making the simple prudent or making the simple wise. And then verse 5, it's, it's so the wise can hear and understand. Again and again, he's saying this is about wisdom. This is about receiving wisdom. Now, what is his sort of pedagogical method there, his way of, of repeating things? What does that teach us about raising our kids in the wisdom of the Lord? It teaches us that it's not a one-time thing. 
That it's a, it's a consistent pattern of again and again teaching and showing what it looks like to navigate this life well. Teaching and showing what it looks like to live into this world well. That raising your child up in the wisdom of the Lord is about regularly pouring your life into theirs. Again and again, consistently doing that. And we are... Uh, blessed at our church. Uh, we have a, a lady who's part of our church who actually helps families all around our community uh, live well, help them uh, raise their kids that they can engage the world well through a program called Parents as Teachers. And so I'm going to welcome Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Han to join us and uh, she's going to share with us about how consistency in the life of our children from a very early on helps shape them as they grow as followers of Jesus. So if you all would please welcome Bonnie uh, as she joins us. core value in the national organization that I work with through LISD Parents as Teachers is this. Parents are their children's first and most influential teachers. This has been a core value for me as a professional and also as a parent. I believe God designed us that way. We are designed for relationships. Babies come into this world needing a relationship to survive and the attachment that they receive early on grounds them for life. This is a slide from one of the classes that I teach in parenting. It's called Architecture of the Brain. We, all, we know that there is rapid brain development during the first three years of life. We are born with almost all the brain cells we need, but not the connections. As we experience the world and form relationships, the connections begin to form in the brain. By age six, most of the connections are set. Then the brain does something remarkable. It begins to prune away those connections that are not consistently reinforced. When Jesus asked us to do our missionary work day by day, he told the disciples to go out two by two. I think we're designed to learn and grow through connections. Here is a young baby connecting with his dad. It is a scientific fact that positive, nurturing experiences in people help secure our brain pathways. It becomes our task as Christian parents to connect with God, with each other, and with our children. And this positive, nurturing experiences, through this comes growth. A foundational verse for Les and I as we raised our kids was found in Deuteronomy 6. Moses tells the people before they go into the new land, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your homes and on your gates. King James Version says, teach them diligently unto thy children. When we begin to add children to our lives, we had major transition, and we felt like these words would help us during that transition. So how do we do this? First, we have to center our life around our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we commit our children to him every single day. A few of my experiences. On impression. Impressing means to come close. 
If I wanted to make an impression of a penny on my palm, I'd have to squeeze that penny really tight to make that impression. Um, impressing something on young lives takes time and physically being close to them. Children use their senses to learn, so we want our kids to see, hear, taste, touch, and feel our love and our teaching. Just like the scripture said, our children learn their best lessons along the road of life with their parents walking alongside them. We will teach and reteach many times on this journey. Attending church as a family. Although we don't believe it's the church's responsibility to raise our children in a godly way, it's ours. We do believe that the relationships and connections that we formed with our church family have greatly influenced our children's growth and development. It is comforting to know that each of our children have godparents who have prayed for them and committed to pray for them throughout their lives and who have walked alongside of us on this journey. Praying daily as a family and eating as a family around a table each night with the TV turned on is also very important for young lives. Praying daily privately for our children by name and their future spouses and future children. Seeking to find each child's strength as God created them, for he created them fearfully and wonderfully. And playing. Play, is, play in the young life of a child is the opposite of stress. I have a slide here on the brain um, with respect to stress. Experiences that revolve around neglect and abuse or even constant stress can cause the brain to take a different course. This slide illustrates the different course that brain development can take. This is a composite showing of three-year-old children who are under a great deal of stress and neglect. You can see the connections in the temporal lobes are incomplete. They're not solid. Research discusses the effect of cortisol on the developing brain. Cortisol is what's released when we're under stress that gives us a jump start. However, too much of it can flood the brain, which inhibits the creation of neural pathways, especially in the memory center. Being able to retain information and scaffold it is critical in the learning process. However, there's good no news. What we know about brains now is that connections can be rebuilt and strengthened at any stage of life. God loves us, and he's in the connection business. There were definitely times in our family that our family was stressed. We accept that as life on this part of heaven. We took these times for our family as times to teach our kids that families are here to help each other and that we'll always be here no matter what they may face. Good stress in your life will teach you resilience. Play in a child's life is the counterbalance to stress. If my kids were here today, they would share with you some playing times that happened throughout the many years we were together as a family. We didn't spend a great deal of money, but we had lots of playful times. Even to the point now that when our grown kids come and grandkids come home at Christmas, we have the Han family indoor and outdoor reindeer games. That may involve kickball or baseball or wiffle ball or bocce ball or hide-and-seek or singing in the living room or Nerf gun wars or whatever happens. <laughs> we are a competitive and caring group. So my words to you, make some memories with your family. 
Spend time with them. Pray for them. Play with them. The things that you do day by day, minute by minute, will make a difference in their lives. And you will get the firsthand blessings from God as he walks with you as a family. Thank you. Can we say thanks to Bonnie? Thank you, Bonnie. So blessed to have Bonnie with us and part of our church and to, to share her wisdom with us. Um, and incidentally, if you're thinking, hey, playing games with the Hans sounds like a lot of fun, I think, how many of y'all are Division I NCAA athletes? It's like all of them. I mean, so you're going to lose if you go, just so you know. Um, but thank you so much, Bonnie. And so as we... Uh, got a few minutes left here, and as we begin to, to wrap up our time together, I want to revisit what we defined as God's call in parenting. And once again, that was uh, the vocation or calling of a parent is a sacred call to raise a child in the wisdom, fear, knowledge, and grace of the Lord. And I think Bonnie just so beautifully spelled out these, these wise ways to raise our kids in, in, in God's wisdom and to, to raise them in the knowledge of the Lord with, with church and with prayer and with just playing together and, and being together. But, but you say, well, yeah, okay, but what are you, you're talking about this fear thing. What does it mean to raise my kid in the fear of the Lord and then in the grace of the Lord? Well, look with me at, at verse 7 in our text for today. It says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so this text says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Right? But what does that mean? Well, the, the Hebrew word for fear there is yurah. And uh, it, it can mean kind of like, you know, to be afraid, to be, to be terrified, how we'd understand it. But it really has this connotation of awe and reverence before someone in a higher position than you. This idea of awe and reverence. And it's that sort of understanding that this text is driving at. And I love that idea of, of thinking about standing before the Lord in awe and reverence as I think about that as it relates to parenting. Because what I love about that is it says, you don't have to have all the answers. Like, you don't have to have it figured out. And in fact, you're not going to. But the place you start is by bowing your knee to the one who does. The place you start is by standing in reverence and awe before the perfect Father in heaven. And it's imperative that you do that as a parent, those of you that are parents. That you stand in reverence and awe before the perfect Father before you move on to parenting your own kids. And here's why. Because the biggest impact on your child's development is not whether or not you gave them organic milk. Though, it's important, I suppose. Or if you use timeouts, or if you have them in activities, or no activities, or whatever. The biggest impact on your kid's development is you. It's who you are and how you engage the world. And so you ask yourself the question, are you the adult that you want your child to grow up to be. And I'm not talking about your, your hobbies and forcing those things on them, your interests, your personality. I'm not talking about that. Are you the adult that you want your children to grow up to be? I'm talking about your character, the core of who you are in your bones. So I'm a pastor's kid, and uh, if you've met many pastor's kids, uh, you'll understand why my usual joke is that when you're a pastor's kid, uh, you either end up in ministry or in prison, um, and, and, or in sometimes prison ministry, I guess. Uh, but, uh, and that, that joke was, was really funny to me uh, until I became a pastor, and 
you know, had a kid. And, and so now it's, you know, a lot of time in prayer, right? And, and saying, God, you know, whatever I can do to raise Titus in, in your wisdom and your knowledge and, and following you, that's, that's what I want to do. And uh, so a couple weeks ago, I was at a, a church planning conference in Orlando. It's tough, I know. And, um, and I went to a, a workshop, a, a session there, uh, titled How to Plant a Church and Still Have a Life. Uh, I needed it, right? And, um, and so in this session that the speaker, he talked about raising your kids as a pastor, and he said this, he said, pastors, listen, the bottom line is you need to let your kids see one dad. That, that if your kids see you up front preaching or counseling people or whatever, but they don't see that same heart back at home, they're going to smell that hypocrisy from a mile away. And I think that's pretty good advice for all of us. <laughs> let your kids see one dad. Let your kids see one mom. And may that person be someone who stands in reverence and awe before God. Let that one dad and that one mom be a person of character who's selfless and caring and brave. Be the adult that you want your children to grow up to be. And if you're like me and you hear that and you're like, yeah, Gabe, all right, let's do it. But then you sort of sit back and you think, ah, but I, I'm, not, I'm not perfect, man. Like, I mess up. Like, I make mistakes. My character isn't exactly where I want it to be. What do we do then? We remember that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That you recognize, listen, I'm not going to be perfect. My character isn't going to be false, but I can stand before the Lord, the perfect Heavenly Father. And as I do that, I'm actually freed to parent better. I'm freed to make mistakes. I'm freed to get into the messiness of it. You say, well, how does that work? See, we don't stand in fear and reverence before God because he's powerful, though he is. And we don't stand in, in reverence and awe before the Lord because he's perfect and holy, though he is. We stand in reverence and awe before the Lord because he's gracious. Because he's gracious. That he is the perfect father and he takes care of all our needs. That he gives us wisdom and he gives us knowledge and he gives us grace. He provides grace for you. That he sent his only son to the earth to pay the price for your sins, for your mistake, for the, the chips in your character, for every time you lose your temper with your kids, for every time you choose to serve yourself instead of your family, for every time you're too afraid to say the hard truth you need to, for every time you don't show up when you should have and how you should have, your heavenly father provides grace. Grace. And provides it through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. And so we stand before God in reverence and awe that he would extend that grace to us. Reverence and awe that he would extend that grace to us because the truth is you can't pass on grace to your kids if you're not living in it yourself. You can't pass on grace to your kids if you're not living in it yourself. The vocation, calling of a parent is a sacred call to raise a child in the wisdom, fear, knowledge, grace of the Lord. Uh, when I was 20, I uh, got a, a ticket for a minor in possession of alcohol. And uh, I got this ticket while being in leadership at a Christian camp in northern Michigan. And I got this ticket while being in leadership at a Christian camp in northern Michigan, in which at the beginning of the summer we made a covenant to not drink during the summer. So I get this ticket, and um, I got back to the camp after... Uh, the encounter with the police, and uh, the, the camp director was, was there waiting to meet with me, and I fully expected to get fired, 
thought that, that was going to happen, but I was like, I got to call my dad first. You know, I got to clear things with him. And so, so I call him, and I said, Dad, listen, man, like I, I messed up, and uh, and I'm I'm really sorry, and I'm really sorry that I disappointed you. And uh, and then I just kind of stopped, and I expected to just like hear it, right? Because uh, my my dad, um, my dad's dad was, was an alcoholic, and um, that's ultimately what what killed him. And so I'm just like this is not going to go well. And uh, my dad said, I forgive you. He said, I forgive you. I forgive you. And of course, I still had consequences where I was employed. I didn't get fired, but I still had consequences there, consequences with the law enforcement. But my dad, my dad forgave me. And that was everything. So you can't pass on grace to your kids unless you're living in it yourself. And so parents, I want you to encourage you today, just look at what your heavenly father did for you. Look at how he provided grace for you through his son, Jesus Christ. Just sink into that truth. Let that just ripple through you so that you can pour it over into your kids. Live into God's grace and let that overflow into your children. And we'll stand in reverence and awe before him. If y'all please pray with me. Lord God, we stand in reverence and awe before you because you are gracious. You love us. You care for us. You provide everything that we need. You are the perfect parent. We are imperfect parents. Lord God, teach us to raise our kids to know you. Teach us to raise our kids to worship you, to know your wisdom and your knowledge and your strength, and most of all, Lord, to know your grace. Be with us today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.